Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and elders who give us their message of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. Today, we're talking to the health and vitality coach, Michelle McLean. Michelle's one of the most upbeat people you'll meet, and as a transformational coach, she'll help you become skilled in weight and nutritional management, fitness, and everything to do with wellness, but she doesn't come to this realm easily. She's worked hard on her traumas as well as on her personal losses, and she's here today to remind you that you can get through anything and emerge stronger with messages and lessons that can come from anywhere as long as you're open to receiving them, and she's here to teach you how to do exactly that and to empower you in so many different ways. She's just this ball of energy, and you're sure to leave here smiling and full of joy and so much amazing energy and just full of good feeling. She's just has that kind of impact on others. Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope, Michelle. Wow, thank you. What an awesome intro. (laughs) Yeah. Now you just recently came back from your trip to Utah and you got to do a whole bunch of breath work. So how was that? What exactly did you get to do and what did you learn there? And I know there's a lot in that question, but I was just so interested in it. So I wanted to hear about that first. Yes. So breathwork is basically like a sequence of breathing techniques that help shut off the frontal lobe. So the thinking brain to where your body can actually feel a lot of times we go through so much traumas uh, that we can just kind of disconnect from feeling. And that's who I had become. Like I literally just learned how to disconnect from my body was too painful to be like connected to my body. So I was disconnected from my emotions. I was disconnected from feeling anything. Like if there was a feeling that came up, I was like, I only let myself feel happy or maybe angry. Those in my mind, those are the only two I was allowed to feel. So like growing up, that's what I trained myself. Those were like social, sociably, socially, socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So a breath work and I've done a few like breath work before, but this one was really intense. I was there with a whole group of people. Um, but yeah, it shuts off your frontal lobe after a few minutes of breathing. And then your body is allowed to just release everything that's stored in your body. So we store all of our traumas, all of our pain, our emotional stuff that we've shoved down for years that have happened is even to the age of two years old, your body remembers. There's even a book called the body keeps score and literally it stores all of it in the nervous system. So after shutting the brain off, that tells you, no, you can't think that you can't feel that. No, you like literally trying to control everything. Well, it's not there. So the ego is gone and your body is just able to feel everything that's there. So it's like, if there's crying that needs to be had, crying will be had. If they're like, if your body needs to just like shake, your body will just shake. Okay. So when I, so I guess I didn't know. So when you went to this program in Utah, it was an all breathwork program. No, this is just something that we did at night. Uh, Like at at the end of, yeah, at the end of the day, because during the day it'll be like business development. Like they offer all, it's, it's, it's a very well-rounded group of people. So very business successful, savvy teachings and trainings on how to start your own business or how to develop a business, all this stuff. I I knew you were doing a mastermind of such, of some sort. Okay. And that's what it's mainly promoted as because a lot of people don't know that the way you scale, the way you become successful, a lot of times you have to clear out all the other bull that is stored. You know, you have to handle a lot of the traumas that maybe have emotional blocks or doubt, self-doubt, like a lot of success, true success. And and to maintain it comes from doing the internal work. So they actually partner both together. They just don't promote it so much because a lot of 
people will be like, oh, I don't breath work. That doesn't sound like what, you know, like they don't tell you about it. You, you're like going for a business training and a business type thing. And then at the end, they're like, by the way, you're going to be clearing all your emotional trauma tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Like it's, it's, yeah, I would have never done it had, had I not been introduced to it that way. You know, I would have never. Yeah. 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 I know. I saw you after and you're like, it was amazing. I got rid of all, I released so much trauma. You were talking about it. So I wanted to hear like, okay, what was it? What'd you do? <laughs> yeah. And I literally, yeah. my face looks different now. Like I have, I've even had people tell me like, you look so bright, even like the group of people yeah. that were there, they were like, they, they were like, we can tell you walk different, you act different. Like, because there was so much stored in my nervous system that I couldn't get to from just years, a lot of childhood stuff that I went through that I, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't get to, but I'll explain it like this. Like picture, picture like a deer in the wilderness, right? Like they hear noise over there and all of a sudden they're terrified. They freeze. And all of a sudden this energy of fear just is in their body. They're filled with just fear. And then they notice, oh, it's just leaves. And then you'll see them like, oh, it's nothing. And they'll shake tremendously, right? They're shaking all of that energy off. And then they're back to normal. And so they're animals the way we're animals. And we just don't know as humans to shake the energy off. Instead, we just shove it down or we have a glass of wine, you know, like we don't get it up and out of the body. All of it stores in the nervous system, all of it. And, and you, you know, I would just so you get say to it again, shake it off and let it go. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So it felt one to give, to give myself permission uh, to do it. You know, first off, like I, there were, I, I was crying at one point, my body was just shaking at one point. Like I was just laying there and like, you know, when you're crying and like, it's like that, that ugly cry where you're like, your body's like yeah, shaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally like my body would just be shaking, but I wouldn't, I might not even be crying. I might just be laying there and my body would just be shaking. And I was, I was so, like, Hey, whatever happens, don't judge yourself. Just let it happen. Whatever happens, just like, let it happen. So it was just a crazy um, experience just to let my like mammal like body, just do what it needed to do to like, like the deer, just shake it all off in the wilderness. And then like, Literally afterwards, I was like, wow, I just felt like the whole world was different. I felt phenomenal in my body, too. Oh, that's amazing. So now somebody listening, how could they if they want to just go take it off or breathe or do something? What could they do? Think, I want to do that. I want that. I want that gone. <laughs> Maybe they, I, I don't know if I've got any, but I want mine gone. So at the deepest level, you want to do breath work. So you can look up different YouTubes. You could also message me because that's what I'm, you know, evolving into leading different groups of, of breath work. But now I'm going to do this. I'm going to help people. This was great. Yes, yeah. That's so like me, everything. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yes. After, well, and just and talking to a few friends when I got home, they could tell how different I was. They were like, well, so what is this again? And so I literally was just like, well, maybe I'll just offer it for some of my friends. And then I was like, why don't I just offer this in my trauma healing package? Like, why don't I just or yeah. offer this to people? Cause that's what I needed. I needed someone who would guide me through it. Cause it's not something you can really do on your own. You need someone to guide you through it. But otherwise there are also other ways you can like shake off the energy. Like dancing is really, really good. Um, you know, we, we hold a lot of our emotion in our hips. So when you can just find a way to move your hips, whether it's dancing, whether it's running, even like sex is, is good for that, you know, releasing all that sort of energy that gets stuck in our hips. That's even why women have such bad cramps. Sometimes it's literally stored emotions in the body. So like I had a girlfriend message me the other day. She's actually a healer. And she was like, I just, I'm, I can't even get off the floor. My cramps are so bad. And she had just told me a week ago that she went through all this really uh, emotional stuff. And I was like, okay, you need to do you, there's frog pose you can also do. Uh, if you look at the yoga yoga pose, frog pose, that's designed to open the hips to release 
anything that's stored there. So literally you could just get rid of cramps altogether. If I ever have cramps, I'm like, oh, okay, I got some emotion stuck. Let me just go jog, take a walk, dance, do a yoga pose. You know, like literally you could just release all of it. So you're a transformational coach. Talk about what that is. And I would think this does go along with that anyway. Yes. So I do a couple of different things. One of the things I do is trauma trauma counseling. So I do like by, by the hour, just anyone that goes through any kind of trauma, whether they lose somebody or something, I'll do hourly like that. Then I also have three month packages for people that want to detox their body cleanse, but also not only with food uh, exercise, but also the spiritual side. So I do spiritual cleansing and I teach people about this kind of stuff where they can not have cramps anymore, but it's not by taking a pill, which doesn't do anything, you know what I mean? Or adds more your problems. <laughs> so I teach people how to, um, yeah, to heal their body naturally, all these what I've accumulated over the last 15 years of studying health and wellness, it's basically because the spiritual side is a huge portion of it that people don't really understand. So I kind of put it all together in like a three month package. Um, so what is, if somebody says, Michelle, what do you do for a living? What do you tell them? It's kind of hard to narrow it down. I basically just say I'm a health and vitality coach and with like a, an addition of trauma healing. Cause I feel like I do so, cause then I do the podcast too. So I feel like I do so much that it's, it's hard to put it under just one cap. You know, it's like, I feel like I need to make up a word for it. <laughs> right. Now your podcast is called World of the Unseen. What does that mean? What do you talk about your podcast? What is your podcast? So the podcast is basically helping people understand the spiritual world. So we basically, we see only a portion of what exists in the world. There's a huge majority of the world actually is the world of the unseen. Uh, so the spiritual realm. And there's all types of like laws uh, and we're, we're governed by all these spiritual laws that people don't, a lot of people don't understand. They don't believe in. So my intention is to help people not only understand that it, it exists, because that's a big part is like a lot of people don't understand, don't, don't think it exists, you know? And so I try to more from a factual standpoint and a scientific standpoint, help people understand the spiritual realm, how it functions, how it works. And now this comes from you lost your brother, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about like what happened there and what, how this yeah. ultimately is a result of that, like how he's yeah. still kind of guide you. So yeah, my brother was 14 months older than me. He was like my big brother. He was like my, my guardian, you know, it's like, I, I was abused by my father growing up. And so my brother was my protector. My brother was like my, you know, like that man, man figure. So when I lost him, I was 16, he was 17. It was one of the most tragic, you know, times of my life. And, and just these weird, like synchronicities started happening. Like, um, so he died on 04, 04. I just 04. got such goosebumps on what you were saying that. So I love. Did you? Which part? Yeah. Huh? On my right here, uh, the middle of my arm, near my elbow. But like, what? Um, what was it that I said that gave you the chills? I'm not sure. I'm not positive. It was <laughs> when you were talking about him right now. I was, oh, I was completely so entrenched. I was entrenched in listening to you. So I. Oh, he's probably here with us. <laughs> that that kind of stuff happens all the time. But yeah, so. He died on 04 of 04 of 04. So April 4th of 2004, right? So all across the board was fours, which was one irony. He was also declared no longer here. Like his spirit was declared no longer here at 4.44 a.m. Coincidence? I don't know. I started seeing 4.44 all the time. Like as soon as he died, even like the number to call the church to create his funeral, the last three digits of the phone number are 4.44. And I just started seeing 444 every single day, literally every single day after he died, that it was like coincidences. Yeah. At first I was like, oh, that's funny. That's kind of weird. But then I, I started noticing it was that very like serious moments where I'd be driving and I would be a mess. I'd be falling apart. I'd be just like bawling my eyes out. And then a car would nearly like cut me off. And then I would look like, look at the, the car would say the license plate would be like 444. 
right? When I'd be a mess thinking about him. And so just stuff like that happened, started happening all the time, multiple times a day, though. Sometimes it'd be three, four times a day where I'd be like, oh my gosh. And then people in my life start seeing it and they'd send it to me. And they'd send me the four before when I'd be in the middle of like crying about him or thinking about something serious in my life. Or like it would be pivotal moments that all of a sudden four before would somehow show up on my phone. It happened today where I was in my kitchen and all of a sudden I look, I just hear like almost a whisper. Like it's a, it comes to me like a nudge, like look to the right. And I just look over at the time and it's four before and I just start laughing and I'm just like, <laughs> I'll be like, hi, 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 Michael. <laughs> my mom named him Michael after God's archangel you know, Michael God's our angel. And so I just started, you know, kind of just under, just realizing, okay, like that's there. It was too many coincidences that I knew like this, it wasn't an accident. And I was like, okay, so he's, he's wanting to say hi, you know? And this is when I wasn't, I didn't really believe, I didn't know what I believed, but I didn't believe people could communicate to you from another realm like that. You know, I didn't know anyone that had experienced that or, you know, so, but I couldn't deny it. It was so often and such in like pivotal moments where I would be thinking about him, crying about him, or just, it would be, like I said, just a very like pivotal moment. So now I learned that whenever I see it, I, I'll ask myself, okay, what was I thinking about? Cause now I know it's a lot of times it's, it's in relation to what I'm thinking about. So now I'm, no, now I'm learning like what he's communicating, like that it is specific things that he's communicating to me. So yeah, so that, that was the start of it, you know, and it's been years now. I mean, when I can get into a deep meditation now, I've learned how to feel when it feel when it's his energy with me. And, uh, and I know there's some people that sound like crazy and weird, but it's it like, it got to the point where I couldn't deny it. You know, like I said, I couldn't, I would, like, I couldn't make up enough, like rationalizations because I'm a very analytical person. You know, I'm sure like being, you know, being a lawyer, like you get that, right? Like I'm a very analytical person, but then when it comes to where it's, you just can't deny it, I was like, okay, like I get that there's something going on. I get that, you know, there's no accidents, and, and I could go on for stories and my, my mom sees the same thing. My brother, my other brother sees the same thing. Like we all, and then we'll send it to each other. And yeah, even like my podcast, I was inspired to, to create this podcast, right? In the link, when I copy and send it to people, 444 is in the link of the podcast. <laughs> when I'm talking about him and I'm talking about spirituality and angels and how they really do exist and how we all have angels assigned to us like when we come here that's my personal belief is that when we first come to earth that you know like our soul is gifted these angels and like some people call them different names but i call them angels you know that you're gifted other other angels and we just can't see them but they're assigned for you they're here to help you with what you need to get done and my mom always told me that from a young age she was like you got to pray and give your give them something to do otherwise they're sitting around looking at you bored like you know, like this is a waste of our time. What do you want us to do? <laughs> you know, whereas if you pray and you're like, okay, I want this to happen, this to happen, this to happen in my life. I really want this to happen. Then it gives them an assignment and then they can like go off and then they can maybe whisper in this person's ear, Hey, get on this person's Instagram. And then they go see what, you know, like they can literally work on your behalf. You know, like they're literally like your little assistants there to help you, to protect you, to guide you. So so yeah, I, I believe now I just know the name of one of mine and you know, it just happens to be my brother. That's really cool and comforting and still, I'm still learning so much. I feel like there's so much to learn still, but I'm like an avid learner. Yeah. I mean, we'll always be learning. And when people start saying, oh, come on, Michelle, like, and yeah, and start giving you a hard time about it. Do you just ignore them? Do you try to talk them into it? Do you just walk away or you just don't attract that energy anymore? Like what? I usually tell them to ask. So yeah, like, cause people want to believe like everyone, it's such a beautiful thing to believe in that people want to believe, but they're almost like, they say that because they're like, prove it. I want to believe, 
I want to believe in miracles. I want to believe in, like everyone wants to believe that, but there's that rational side of our head that just is like, yeah, right. Cause we weren't taught it in school. Right. So people that are just like, oh, well, because my teacher in middle school didn't teach me that it doesn't exist. You know, it's like, okay, well, no, way more exists than where we were actually trained and domesticated to believe. So I usually just tell them ask. And I was always told like, God wants to show off. God wants to show you miracles. God wants to show you like your angels want to show off for you. They want to give you signs there. They have been this whole time, but your eyes have been closed. And so I tell people ask, ask for signs, ask, okay, if you're real, prove it. Show me a sign, make it loud, make it seen, make it known. Oh my God, I'm getting chills all over my body as I'm saying this. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, asked like, for, ask for something. I'm like, okay, you need to be blatant because I'm clearly not seeing what I'm supposed to know. And there's a time limit here. Like I need to know by tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm still not sure because I was taught when in doubt, do nothing. But sometimes there's a time limit and I need to make a decision. So because I usually get the right feeling. I'm touching my, I, my hands on my stomach right now because I get the right feeling in my gut. Like, oh, when you know, you know, like, you know, the right thing. I don't need to go ask like, you know, but sometimes I don't. So when in doubt, do nothing. But like sometimes they're, you know, like, well, yeah, I got to make a decision now. So, OK, universe, maybe you need to be a little bit more blatant. And then I expect like a lightning bolt <laughs> when I say that. And it's never that. But I'm always like, OK, you can be blatant. And like, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I expect. But when I say that, I'm like. I have no idea. I wasn't raised that way. Like I'm not raised with any real religion or anything. So, but whenever I say that, it's like, ah, what's going to happen? And nothing, nothing bad ever happens. Just keep going. Just keep putting one foot in front of another and take the next right indicated action and uh, keep going with my life. And it all works out eventually. <laughs> yeah. I, I always ask like, okay, send me a message loud and clear. Cause you know, like that I miss like, you know, I'll be on like one track mind. And so sometimes I'm just not paying attention. So I'm like, you know, you know me, you know, you got to make it loud and clear what my next step is, what you want from me, what I'm supposed to do. But I, I, I pray that all the time that like, I'm like, make my make my way. Like I prayed yesterday. I was like, I want to be in the flow. I want to be in the flow that I'm meant to be in here in this lifetime. I want to be in the right flow that I'm meant to be used, you know, for my purpose and all this stuff. So I'm like, I pray like, help me be in the flow. I don't want to fight and create my own. And like, I don't want to wrestle with things, you know, like I want it to be easy. It's probably one of the things I say to myself all the time is this gets to be easy. This gets to be easy. Like no matter what I'm doing, whether well, it's something in business or. What was the darkest thing and the hardest period that you've been through that you've had to overcome? Because you've had a lot of different things that you've worked through. Mm, yeah, that's. The hardest thing, it's hard to like compare because I, I want to say, yeah. I will, I, I would well, what's say. The, what's, what's the hardest challenge that you're proudest of overcoming? Let me put it that way. Mm, I think I would say when I was an alcoholic, I got fired from both my jobs. Like I chose drinking because when my brother died, I didn't know how to handle it. I mean, so I just got, I, honestly, I got blackout drunk every chance that I get. I chose jobs that where I could be drunk all, all, all the time. Like I worked for Jaeger so that I could drink all the time. I literally got fired from Jaeger for being drunk all the time. <laughs> so I uh, ended up getting fired from my main, you know, my main jobs because of drinking, but um, it helps me create getting into health, health and fitness, health coaching, and it transformed my entire life. But so I would say going from rock bottom where I was about to get evicted and lose everything to then I went and I created a business of my own with like nothing in my bank account. I went and started a business and I was able to set myself financially free in about a year and a half. 
of just working blood, sweat, and tears. I quit everything. I quit drinking. I quit even like eating, eating the trash I was eating. I would just be on like Adderall and, and Adderall and like fast food, one meal of fast food, like McDonald's throughout the day. So I was crazy unhealthy and, and, you know, I had the addiction to just get blackout drunk. I was mixed at night. I'd go to bed with like wine and, and NyQuil mix it together. Cause I could never sleep. Like I'm telling you, like the, the demons I battled were heavy. And um, so I would say like being able to go from rock bottom about to get evicted to then creating a successful business in a year and a half, quitting all the things that weren't serving me. It was almost like one after another, I was able to see, look, all these things aren't serving you. Put all these on pause and, and work, like go, go to work on your future. And so that's what I, so that's what I did. So that's, I would say that's one of the, just because that transformed my life so much. Yeah, that that's incredible. Uh, who has been the biggest influence on your life? Do you have a mentor or a hero or somebody you really look up to and follow? Yes, I would say two people. One was, uh, oh my gosh, what is her name? She's a speaker. Well, I want to say like one is Louise Hay, but she wasn't the initial one. Joyce Meyer. I don't know if you've ever heard of Joyce Meyer. No, she's, a, well, she's a speaker, but she went through a lot of the same traumas I went through. Like she was molested by her father. She was like abused. She went through a really, really hard childhood and seeing her now on stage, stages, filling up stadiums, women just crying and being healed. And just by like how, by her outlook on life and, and how she's chosen to live to where now she held her dad's hand. The one who like created this horrible childhood for her. She was holding his hand on his deathbed. And telling him he, that she loved him. And I, just to see someone go from that to then that, the forgiveness and the healing to be able to like hold him and love him at the end of the day was just like mind blowing to me. But to see another woman go through that much, first off, it made me feel like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy to be feeling all this pain and to have this anger and to have all this stuff stored inside me. Like I'm not crazy, you know? Cause I feel like that's when I was drinking, when I, I found her on YouTube, when I started drink, I was drinking a lot and I was just I didn't know how to handle my emotions. I didn't know how to handle all the traumas. So finding her and seeing the transformations that she was doing for other people and what she'd done for herself and how she was so successful and doing all this thing and for the good of the world that I was just like, Oh my God, like it gave me hope and inspiration. And, and she healed me a lot with a lot of her teachings. And yeah, I'd say that's, that's, that's one. And then another one was one of my mentors when I started my business and she was like a single super successful woman. And, and I just seeing like, seeing how she carried herself. So she was confident. You could tell she didn't have a worry in the world. Like I came from, I didn't come from money, you know, and I, I, I was like in and out of women's shelters growing up and stuff. So to see a woman just walking around, like you could tell she didn't have it from the outside. It didn't seem like she had a care in the world, you know, because she had everything taken care of. Like she had this financial wall she built for herself and she was healthy. And you could just tell like her concerns were just like, Oh, I need to get an oil change, you know, or like, <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like, yeah. Like she had really worked so hard to create this life of heaven on earth for herself. So she became one of my mentors whenever I started my business and completely changed my life. Just seeing, yes, her teachings, but just seeing her as an example that like, okay, it's possible. And she'd been through, she'd been through hard things, you know? So it wasn't like she had just, you know, she went through, she went through hell to get where she was. So she was a lot of my inspiration, a lot of my inspiration growing my business. That's amazing. And how long have you had your business now? So I have two right now, but the first one I started about 12 years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah. I was 23, turning 24. Yeah. And I I only started because I got fired from my job. It's only reason it's funny because I always say like, God knows what we need. You know, like I would have never started my own business. I would have never gotten into health coaching for one. I would have never gotten into health because I was like an alcoholic fast food junkie. Right. So those two didn't go together with like, let me teach you how to be healthy. Yeah, definitely (laughs) didn't go together, you know? 
So I would have never gotten into that. It was only because I got fired that I had to just like, you know, I found an ad online that was like, you know, help people get healthy, full, full training provided. And I was just like, uh, whatever it is, if it's legal, yeah, sign me up. If it's going to pay my rent, sign me up. Like, yes. <laughs> so that's the only reason I started getting and, into health coaching. And that had you just stopped drinking? No, working so much, like working with healthy stuff, because also like I was working on helping people lose weight and get healthy. So it's like I couldn't versus being working at a bar, you know, like my other job was literally working at a bar so that I had access to alcohol all the time. And, you know, or Red Bull, where our job was to go to parties, to bring the Red Bull to the parties. So, of course, then I was drinking there. <laughs> it's like, you know, we're always smart on what we want. I knew I wanted to drink. So I just found jobs that would allow it pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And now you find the health. It's true. Whatever we focus on grows. Yeah. In our environment, you know, I was in an environment with all these healthy people who were working out. And eventually it was just like, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll try working out. I mean, they're all doing it. You know, it was literally like influenced by my environment that then eventually I started working out like that. I was just like, okay, fine. I guess I'll start working out. Let me try this out. You know, now I'm like a workout junkie. Like as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to put on like a tank top and then tennis shoes. and I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah, totally. Are there practices that you do on a regular basis now? I mean, do you work out every day? Do you meditate every day? Do you, do you, you were talking about yoga. Like, what do you do just to keep on a healthy mindset? Uh, all of that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. all, literally all of it. Like I have a 10 minute commitment to myself for, for yoga. Even if it's 10 minutes, just stretching the areas just to get the energy flow. Cause there's meridians in our body. There's all these really important energy centers in our body to get, to get the energy flowing correctly and to get the heart and the head connection because I can get very heady. I can, like, I'm very, like, like I said, I'm very analytical, but I have a huge heart, but sometimes they're not always connected. And so the decisions I make from my head are not always the best unless it's connected to my heart, you know? So what do you do? How do you connect those? What do you do? So there's a position in yoga called child's pose. And that's, I don't know if you know what that, that's where you like, you just put your head on the floor basically, but like having your, your head and your heart at the same level like that. And then just that pose, it creates that connection between the head and the heart. And it creates what's called heart mass. And so they can actually measure, they can actually measure that frequency then. Yeah. And I'll feel it like, and anyone that's even listening, like you'll feel like you'll have to like take a deep breath that it's like, ah, and it's that connection all of a sudden happening and you'll feel that. And so, so I do that or I'll do, and just, I'll visualize also, it. I'm just going to add, and it also, it gets the oxygen going and provides oxygen to the body, which does so much for us also, which I guess adds to what you've learned with breath work. Yes. 100%. All, of deep, all of the breathing. Even like before we did this call, I went and like laid down for like two seconds, just in that, in that state, just to make sure I had that connection happening. Cause too, like if we're stressed or we're in anxiety or we're in anger, we're like thinking, 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 or if you were reading a lot or you know, looking at a lot of numbers, it can sometimes create that separation a little bit where we're more in our head than we are in our heart. So it's like, I'll, I, I just have like what I call just notice moments where I'm like, okay, let me just, just notice, like, where am I before I'm about to do something? Where am I? Like, am I, do I feel connected, you know, that way? Or, yeah. but another good way is like, if you just sit down and then imagine like, like marbles in your head and just drop one marble from like closing your eyes, drop one marble from your head and just drop it down into your heart and just drop another marble down it into your heart and drop another marble. And eventually you want to just visualize pouring the marbles, all of them then into your heart. And it literally will, it'll create that same connection. And within seconds too, within seconds, you can do it in your car. If you're about to go have a serious conversation with somebody, just make sure you're centered correctly. Like it is a phenomenal technique. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just all the I am's too. I have, and I always, I have an open heart and an open mind every day. I, I do that every single day. It's part of my ritual. But okay, so keep going. What else? What else do you do every day? I, well, I have the intention to make myself cry happy tears every day. So, and it doesn't always happen because I can't always maybe get that much emotion to come up and out, but I consider it a win if I can get that emotionally moved in a positive way. Like I used to, I spent the majority of my life not feeling emotion, you know, disconnected from my emotions, not crying and, and even being told like, it's funny because even, can, can I cuss on here? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. So yeah. I grew up like, for some reason, the voice in my head would be like, don't be a little bitch. Like, that's what I hear. My, that's my automatic when I'm about, to, I, I feel the tears coming up. The water's about to come out of my eyes. And then all of a sudden this voice just says, don't be a little bitch. Like it's some kind of programming from when I was little. And I don't even know who I heard it from or where I got it, but that's what comes up for me. Whenever I feel the need, the desire to, for water to come out of my eyes for emotion to happen, you know, this automatic, like, don't be a little bitch shows up. And then I used to be like a soldier and be like, okay, yeah, we don't cry. And I'd be like, I'd shake it off, you know? And I'd be like, Oh, you're crying. You're getting emotional at this movie, huh? <laughs> you know, like make fun of people for, for feeling. And now I'm just like, oh, it was just all ego in my old programming. And now I'm like, now I consider it courage to allow the tears to fall, to allow it to come out. And so I, I, I try to like maybe send a text message of, of, of gratitude to somebody, but it being so well thought out and like felt like to my mom or to my brother or to somebody who's changed my life. Um, like even to my mentor, I just sent her one, like a couple of, a couple of days ago. And I've got really in my heart about like how much it changed my life, her being in my life and just seeing her. And just, so I, I thanked her for the work she did on herself. Cause I was like, if you hadn't been through all that you've been through to work on yourself, the way you had, you wouldn't have changed my life the way you don't even maybe know that you changed my life on levels that I can't even put into words. You know? And so I sent this, like this long heartfelt message to her. So I, I, I try to do that. Cause that gets me very heavily in my heart when I get into a deep gratitude. And if I can get, and I, and I try to get like as deep into it as I can, because also what comes from the heart from you, like, you know, what comes from the heart, sending it to someone else goes to the heart. You know, when you send a message from the head, it's received in the head, you know, but if you're really in your heart, people feel it in the heart. So I, I do, I try to like get into my emotional side in that way and gratitude. Yeah. At least once a day and practice keeping my heart open and practice reminding myself it's okay to feel because still like old thoughts and old ways want to come back to me and say like, Oh, don't be a little bitch, you know, like don't be crying, you know? So it's like practicing, keeping my heart open, practicing, saying it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel like it's actually healthy. Get it up and out. You know, that's, it's energy that wants to leave the body, like shake, like the deer shaking. It's the the energy wanting to leave the body. Like, let it go. Let it leave. Let it flow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Is there anything you think that people tend to misunderstand about you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like, where do I start with that one? Well, one I would say is how I look because people have like, people are very, you know, people judge based off of how you look initially. And I know I look like just little, little dumb blonde girl, you know, is what I get a lot or, Oh, must have daddy's credit card. Cause I drive a, I drive a nice car now, you know, and I, I, I did the work to create that. I didn't have daddy's yeah. credit card, but it looks like, Oh, she grew up in Beverly Hills and has daddy's credit card. You know, that's what it looks like. So I get that. And I'm like, little do you know, I grew up in the hood, the only white girl and uh, no daddy was nowhere to be found to create anything but a mess for me. So, <laughs> so uh, no. So yeah, I get so wrongly judged. It's crazy. I actually went through a phase in my life too, where I tried to be as ugly as I could. So people would listen to what I had to say. Cause I thought people aren't listening to what I had to say because they see me and think I have nothing internally to say that like, I'm only worth what I look like. So that I went through a phase and then I, and then I went through a phase of like, 
F that, you know, like I get to, I get to look attractive. I get to be beautiful and I get to be brilliant. And I get to, you know, I went through like a self-worth building process that kind of got me to where I am now, where I'm like, I don't care what you have to think or say, like, I get you have your own judgments. I get it. You know? No, I know. I know. I wore big clothes all the time because I I had a breast reduction when my son, once my son was six months old, I finally got that because I used to be like, my head's here. Look, look at me right here. Here are my eyes. Yeah. I was going to say you're a beautiful woman. I'm sure you've totally dealt with that. Yeah. And And I I just like, and now I look back and go, geez, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but I love the way my daughter always owns her body and is like, you know, like that her generation is so much better. I, I hope, I don't know now. I mean, she's in college. Hopefully there isn't all the body issues, but I'm sure now that they're all girls together, maybe they are, but I have no idea. I tried not to give her any, but you never know. Yeah, I definitely think there's a, a different level of freedom that the next generation has with their bodies that like, let's hope. Yeah, because <laughs> I got to the point where I was like, I realized I was dressing according to, you know, uh, for other people, you know, like I would fully cover up yeah, yeah. for them versus like there was a really cute outfit and like, I want to wear this, though, like who I am wants to wear this, but oh, because yeah. good for because you. Of, yeah, I totally, yeah. so now like, that's even why I dressed up for this because the old me would have been like, no, put on something serious. You want to be taken oh, serious. And now so I'm like, uh, anyone who's not looking, she looks so cute. Yeah. <laughs> and now I just, yeah, I, I wear what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause yeah. now I feel like it's a different level of ownership that I was like, I get to own that. I am a beautiful woman. And that I can be beautiful and intelligent. I can be both. A lot of people can't handle that because it's not, it, you know, it's not, it's, it's rare that a, like, even like you, like for a woman to be as beautiful as you are and as intelligent as you are, it's not the norm, you know? And I, I get that. So a lot of people are like, they don't know how to handle that. Right. That's like an animal that they're like, we don't, oh, we don't know how to deal with that. You know, I run into especially a lot of men that they don't know how to handle. It. It's like you're a beast making, that they're not used to taming. Yeah, you're making you know? me think of something. I'll never forget somebody coming over and seeing this house. I built this beautiful house and somebody came over and said, oh my gosh, I need an ex-husband like this. And I've never been so insulted in my life. And I looked oh at her and I said, God. feminine has not come far enough. What did he have to do with anything? He gave me full custody of both kids. I am raising them. And I built this house and he gets credit. Oh, my God. Are you effing kidding me? I was like, how is this possible that he gets credit for this house? I I mean, are you kidding? And Uh, it's like, yeah. So and and because people can only see out of the level that they have belief. So more than likely, whoever it was didn't believe she could do it or he could do, you know, like or as a woman, that's such a good. Yeah, that's such a good point. And that's when I started realizing that judgment. I I read the book, The Four Agreements, most transparent. He's so amazing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The chapter that talks about don't take things personally changed my life. And even now, if I start to like, if I start to feel like I'm sensitive, like someone says a comment and it actually affects me, I'm like, oh, time to go listen to that chapter again. Yeah. It has nothing to do with us. Nothing. And, and you know what? And I don't want to forget this because I think you do such a good job. If if anybody, well, I'm sure absolutely nobody knows this. I know Michelle from a clubhouse room that we do on Thursdays on manifestation and gratitude. And we talk about help other people who want to manifest and also to talk about what we're grateful for. And you do such a good job. You want to talk about manifestation and what it means for you, because I think you do a really good job with me of articulating it. Yeah. Just talking about like how, how it's done. Yeah. Well, what it means to you. 
So manifestation to me means not being a victim and actually getting to choose your future, getting to choose how you feel, how you look, literally getting to choose your surroundings, all of it. Like that's my belief is that we literally get to control that. And, or I'll say like, I believe we partner with God in creating all of that. It's like getting into alignment to be able to create that versus being like, oh, we were handed this card and being like, what was me? Oh my gosh. You know, cause like I, I manifested a lot of amazing things because of the background, the painful background I came from. I manifested a phenomenal life from that. So it's like, but a lot of people don't believe in manifestation and they choose to just stay in this victimhood. And so I always say, no, you can choose. You get to choose every single day what you want, how you, how, how things can go for you. Literally everything we can, you know, we can match up with what we want in, to call into our life. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so Rebecca, who I've, whose uh, podcast is just, just aired, is in the room with us. And she just manifested her retreat for women to call in their soulmate. And she's on it right now while we're recording this podcast, which is just so cool because the three of us have been running this room and she is on a retreat right now that she has manifested (laughs) and she'd never been to Medellin before. And she is posting on Instagram right now photos of her retreat. And we can't wait to hear about it, but we're seeing how fabulous this is going for her. And she talked about wanting to do it. Then she put it together and now she's doing it all within what? A month or two, like within no time. And she's doing it. And it was that short. It, it really it seems like wow. I mean, we haven't been doing the room for that long. And she, you're right. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like it's taken that long. So the three of us are going to manifest a retreat together. It depends what country will take us. But yes, I've been doing these for so long that the three of us each have our specialty. So we're going to put together something like that because we want to. And it would be fun to do Sedona. I actually have a friend that I just talked to yesterday about about Sedona. So we get to. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> about manifestation is we get to manifest our biggest dreams, however big we want to do it. And we get to do that. And you have a good way of talking about energy and manifestation and what you're grateful for every week. And I always enjoy listening to you. Mm, thank you. Yeah, that room has put me in such a good space every every week. I really love getting on there with you too. Like it's and it, I love Clubhouse so much because it's it's such like a an, an energy matching. You know, you tend to connect with the people that that match your energy. I've just met the most amazing people on Clubhouse. It blows my mind. I had I turned my notifications back on because I was like, I want to be you know I want to be back in it heavily like I was at one point when I first started getting on there. Right. But, you know, but like, I, I think that's true of life. We attract the people that vibrate at the same kind of energy level that we do anyway, where it be mm-hmm. it on clubhouse or wherever we are in life. Like we're going to attract those people that we're supposed to meet at the right time. For and, sure. Yeah. In business and life and you know, in every area. So it's just so fun to see it happening. It can happen very quickly on there, which is, I like quick. I, I want what I want when I want it. <laughs> yes. So what I found is easy about clubhouse is that how we talked about like people can get distracted by your appearance and not hear you. But when the, all the, their only option is to hear you. Oh, that's why I like Clubhouse because you can't put like they can't really see you very much. So they think yeah, they're so supposed any, to only listen. Right. So anybody who doesn't know Clubhouse is an audio only app. So we only hear each other. And there's a, a little round picture. Do you have a message of hope that you would want to give? Oh, yes. Just that all that you have been through is, is a gift for you. Every single thing that has happened in your life, all of them are gifts. Um, it's just choosing to find what is the secret in it for you? What was the gift? Like, I, I believe that before our soul comes to earth, that we make a plan 
Like basically we have, we make, we make a, a contract with God. And we basically say, I'm going to come to earth and I'm going to live in this place. I'm going to have these as my parents. I'm going to have this as my environment. I'm going to be at these schools. I'm going to learn these things. I'm going to go through this hell, this hell, this hell, this hell. <laughs> I'm going to go through this hell. We literally, I believe we choose all of these things that we're going to go through and grow through when we choose to grow. Because I believe some people also choose to get stuck. And instead of seeing it that way, that they're meant to grow through it, they, they stay in victimhood and they don't choose to, they don't choose power and, and getting out. You know, they choose to stay in their, whatever the trauma was or whatever the problem was in their victimhood. They, they choose to stay there. But I believe we're meant to get out. We're meant to grow. We're meant to go. So every single thing, you're, it's part of your roadmap. It's part of your story. It's part of your purpose. Part of the evolving of you as a diamond, as like a phenomenal human being. And it eventually will get, you to who you're meant to be here, who you're meant to be called for your purpose, for all of that. And I believe that's why a lot of people don't have, they can't figure out their purposes because they haven't looked at it that way. But as soon as you start piecing together, I've been through this, like, it's almost like, I feel like a, a, a staircase, a puzzle piece that leads you to, you know, who you're meant to be in the world and your purpose. So, so yeah, I would say like, so it's all perfect. What would you tell somebody who's stuck right now? What would you tell them? To goal set to write out, write out what it is that you want. So not looking at any of the facts of what's current in your life. What do you want? And start focusing on that. Start focusing on, okay, all the things you want. And even like 10 years, five years, two years, and then maybe in the next six months. And I would, and I would write like a, a goal setting thing. And even if you and also watch The Secret, there's a documentary called The Secret that I feel like is a good, easy little baby stepping into understanding how the world really works. So I would say, because when, if you, you can't hit a goal, you don't have. So you're not going to get up and move unless you're pulled by the future, which is a goal. That's usually what motivates people to move forward in their life is vision, right? Without vision, people perish. So it's like, if you're stuck somewhere in your pain and you're in your, in your issue, you're stuck. It's because you're not able to see something in the future that can pull you far enough forward. So I would say write goals and, and have something that's going to pull you forward. Even if it's that I'm going to get out of this hellhole so I can help someone else through it. But that's how I've gotten out of a lot of my problems was I'm going to do, I'm going to get through this so I can teach it so I can maybe save someone else's life or change someone else's life with this. Like, so let me freaking pull up my big girl britches. I'm freaking do it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. If nothing else, just keep going so you can help the next person on along. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being a guest today on 52 weeks of hope, Michelle. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And anybody who wants any of Michelle's links or anything else, they'll be on with the show notes. Yay. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you Michelle's messages of working through the pain, self-honesty, and that anything is possible. Such great messages to take into our week ahead. Let's challenge ourselves to do three things this week that we wouldn't normally do and break out of the box. They can be little things, big things, it doesn't matter, just things we wouldn't normally do. Manifest your biggest dreams and surround yourself with those who do support them. If you're not sure what those are, but have this nagging feeling you aren't doing what you were called here to do, head over to the website at 52weeksofhope.com and grab the free ebook, How to Be Your Best Self Now, and take a look at that. There's simple, really simple exercises in there that help you get to your truth. Be sure to tune in next week for executive producer of Project Runway, JJ Duncan. She's going to talk to you about resilience and really she gets into the meaning of life and why we're here and her infectious spirit and openness makes you so happy just to be in her presence, even a virtual one, even amidst the pain. She shows us how to get through limiting beliefs and she's also helping others on this path of humanity and with a really cool spirit to boot. She's an amazing human and it's just an honor to have opportunity to chat with her for 
for a bit, you will absolutely feel joy after that episode next week. So be sure to tune in then. And like Michelle mentioned this week, come see us in our Clubhouse room in the Hope Club on Thursdays. I'm also in Clubhouse every Tuesday. So be sure to say hi and let me know that you're there. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to share the love. Tell two of your friends about the podcast and please follow the podcast as well as leave us a positive review. Send us feedback on the website, 52weeksofhope.com. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.